live from the ESPN 690 and Ajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Oh no, it's going to be an unhappy sports department for some this weekend. Trevor Bauer goes to the Dodgers. Mm. Boy, the rich just get richer, huh? Who are you telling? That's crazy. The Dodgers land Bauer. And by the way, Bauer delivered in Cincinnati. I, I think, I mean, he's the real deal. I wondered if he would last year, maybe in our predictions. I, I thought Cincinnati would be okay, but I didn't think they he'd be as good as they thought he'd be. Well, <laughs> it turns out he's Cy Young yeah. award winner. He's good. He's pretty good. <laughs> so uh, Trevor Bauer, that's a big deal. He's kind of a fun guy, too, I think. Talk about some personality in baseball. That's that's the guy. Like he needs some of that, mm-hmm. and so that's big news that Trevor Bauer uh, goes to uh, the Dodgers. And I mean, golly, man, they got they're just loaded up. They got Kershaw on that super long deal. I know he's getting a little bit toward the back end, maybe, but he's still got stuff left. Yeah. You got Mookie Betts. Uh, you got Bellinger, who was MVP. I mean, that is just a loaded team. Yeah, I mean that is loaded, loaded. I mean that feels like the Dodge. And I guess we say this all the time about like even the Yankees and the Red Sox have done this. So listen, this isn't. I can't believe they do it. Mm-hmm. The Cubs have kind of felt this way at times when they had Chapman and and that young team that was really good. But it does feel like Golden State Warriors out in L.A. now. I mean the Dodgers just have they have all like the past MVPs and Cy Young award winners. Yeah, <laughs> it's unbelievable. I mean, it, it, listen, being a, a Brewers fan. It's frustrating, okay, because like you said, the rich get richer, and meanwhile, I'm just chilling here, just hoping one day I can see a World Series run. <laughs> but, I mean, at the end of the day, like I don't know, uh, they're getting taxed, right? So they got to pay some kind of incentive or yeah, I don't know if that's, that's a, even a real thing. I, I mean, mean it, I don't think they care. It, it ain't my money, right? So who cares? Oh, wow. I'm, I'm messing up my microphone big time right now. Yeah, Sorry. Stop pushing buttons and well, have Kuz hey, come over and help if out. If Kuz needs some help again. You just keep pushing buttons. Yeah, I, I did just something big time. Just keep pushing buttons is not probably the way to go. I just changed the IP address. That's not good. Kuz, that's not good. Can, you still hear, can they still hear me on the radio? You're all of a sudden now on some uh, website that we're not supposed no, to be on. You're doing look radio. Look at this thing. You ever see that before? On a... Yeah. Honestly, I have no idea what this stuff even does. Like, Kuz knows. And well, we had to record something earlier, and so we had to switch it around. And so here I, for the first three minutes of the show, all I see is Austin's finger pushing a bunch of buttons. Yeah. And I'm like, this can't be good. Okay. This isn't going to finish well. There it is, man. Appreciate it. Well, you know how I operate, right? Because my ears are pretty bad. So I like to hear a little feedback in in my headphones. a little louder. Well, when we have it on the co-host, like the usual thing, I can't hear anything. So all I hear is you, and then just it's muffled out because of my headphones. Okay. So I have to hear some kind of feedback. So that's why sometimes, like, in the past, I've taken my headphone like this. So I can actually hear what I'm saying. But now we have the program. So you like to can, hear yourself. I love to hear myself. Yes. You don't like to hear modern, me as much. Modern era sports eye sportscaster, Brent. Modern era. <laughs> no man, I love to hear you that, as that's well. That's funny. I got into this business and I hated hearing myself. No, I mean, <laughs> I, listen, I have to hear myself, or else I can't hear on the outside. So yeah, we're good. Uh, as long as you out there like both of us, yes, <laughs> and enjoy hearing both of us. I guess that's a good start. Hey, Super Bowl Sunday is here. Can I say it one last time this week? It just feels Depends. weird. Okay. <laughs> it just feels weird. Like it, it feels different. It, it's you know, unbelievable. It different. Like, it, you, again, I mean, I think it's worth telling you, and this isn't like this humble brag, but I feel like we've been to ten Super Bowls in a row. I've been to ten. I think it's ten, I, but it's close, right? Yeah, yeah. So I even said to Steph, I was like, I don't remember watching a Super Bowl 
with commercials. Yeah. In the in the last little bit. Now there was one exception. The Arizona Super Bowl. I flew back be, that morning, mm-hmm. and Drew Copley who was working with us in our Action Sports Jacks department. He stayed. He was a big Katy Perry fan, and she was the halftime. Seriously. And so he was a huge Katy Perry fan. I mean, and, and so I, you don't have two seats. Like one person gets a seat in the in the stadium, and usually the other person has to watch from like down underneath, which is awful. But at least they get to see the commercials and all okay. that. Mm-hmm. But so I haven't seen for really a decade or nine out of ten years. I haven't seen the commercials during the Super Bowl. Yeah. And thankfully they've gotten worse and worse over the years. Anyway, was Drew Copley impressed with the halftime performance? I don't remember, but he did love himself some Katy Perry. That's just a, that's, is that, that bad? Oh, I don't know Drew that Copley personally. Shark that was left huh? shark ear for sure. That you, was you what? the left, left shark, shark ear. The meme. Mm-hmm. Tootin. I was gonna say you're too old, but you were there. But <laughs> no, I remember I'll like it up. when she was dancing. There was like a left shark. It was like a costume foam thing. You don't remember? It's fine. No, don't even try to explain it to me. Hey, listen, I'll look it up. I don't he remember who played that game. Shark. It yeah. didn't look excited to be there. Yeah, don't okay. worry about it. That's man. all you gotta know. It became a meme. Yeah. Oh, right. come on. Of course it did. Come on. Yeah. What of does course it? it did. So uh, anyway, it does feel it's right across the state, man. Yeah. Super Bowl's right there. We were in Miami last year. You can feel it, right? I mean, yep. you, I'm not lying to you. When you, you can feel there's a buzz. You, you know it's the Super Bowl. There's Radio Row. There's people. As it builds, we're there Mon- Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. It's kind of quiet, for being honest. Mm-hmm. Monday's opening night. Wednesday, Thursday, it really starts to build. You can feel the city gets a little bit more electric. Friday, Saturday, yeah. everybody starts pouring into town. They want to be there. Everyone starts hanging out. Whether the drinks get more expensive. Yeah, whether they're going or not, yeah. you can feel that there's a buzz. They want to be a part of it. Yeah. Well, they just don't have it. Like, again, that was pre-pandemic last year in Miami. Mm-hmm. It was like three weeks later, well, a month later, the pandemic hit. Yeah. And so this year, I don't know what the feel is in Tampa. In fact, I was just thinking of this today. I think I'm going to try to get somebody on Monday or Tuesday to give us the sense of how different it was. That That is there. Somebody that is there. Because, again, you just don't feel, at least from afar, you don't feel it. And maybe because, again, we have gone to these last however many Super Bowls, maybe everybody always feels this way. I'm just telling but, you from my personal feelings, like it doesn't even feel like the Super Bowl is 48 hours away. Well, and you have to think from the city of Tampa Bay's perspective as well. I mean, I'm sure they're relying on the Super Bowl for some kind of income, oh my along, with, along with WrestleMania as well. Like they're they're going to host WrestleMania, you know, and they got the Super Bowl. Now, WrestleMania is going to be there this year again. I think there's going to be some sort of crowd there, but it's not going to be the same. Yeah. I mean, and probably Gasparilla is going to be canceled, so they're kind of taking a hit right now in Tampa. Well, I, I've said this. I mean, it's like the in a weird way, it's the worst year to be good. Yes. It, it's the worst. They, they, I've, I've ser- sincerely said this, and this might be a little bit of a stretch. Yeah. But the Jags actually got lucky. Yeah. That they picked their 1-15 in 15 year to be in a pandemic. Yeah. Because nobody would have gone to the games. N- nobody cares in the pandemic. I but mean, but in the really pandemic, you couldn't it. go to the games. But nobody really remembers it. Kuz, who won the last Stanley Cup in the NHL? Yeah. There you go. See? <laughs> you know Brent? The lightning. There you go. Okay, well, I mean, it's kind of your job. Yeah, yeah. I better know. Yeah. But you, you get my point? Like, I actually think the Jags got a break. This whole well, mantra of, well, they got a lot of breaks to get the number one pick. But <laughs> it's a habit in a pandemic where you would have really had a hard time selling tickets, and there would have been the narrative of nobody's at the stadium. They didn't have to deal with that this year because they couldn't have anybody. Uh, well, they could have some, but not all. So it was every stadium was looking like that. Mm-hmm. So I actually believe like they picked a great year to, to go one and 15. Ever. Yeah. Like, I I actually believe that ha- that's a break for them. They were whether they were 15 and 1 
or 1 in 15, they would have made about the same amount of dollars from a ticket standpoint. Well, just think what they would have missed out on if they were 15 and 1 or 13 and 3. If it was 2017 and they had that kind of year, think about what they would have missed out on uh, here in a place like Jacksonville. It's true. You know, Kansas City had it last year. So I guess they've, they've just, they've missed out, no doubt, but they've done it. Tampa now is missing out. Tampa hasn't been good in 20 years. Mm-hmm. And, and they're missing out by having a full stadium or, you know, just well, the buzz downtown see, or all that stuff. They're missing out on the full stadium. But I feel like since they are hosting the Super Bowl, I mean, if you're a Tampa Bay Bucks fan, you're still going to find some place to have some fun. I agree now, with that. Whether Especially that's respons- Well, exactly. <laughs> and whether that's responsible or not, that's up for debate. But I think they're going to find a way to, to have some fun. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with that. I, I do think. Um, now, there's been a lot of folks that have been like Dr. Fauci and others encouraging no Super Bowl parties. Mm-hmm. And I, I think you'll still see some of those. And maybe they're a little bit less. I'm not encouraging, but I think that's just reality. It's Florida, Brent. It's Florida. I mean, say no more. <laughs> um, so it, it's just I, I think that dynamic of it's fascinating. The Super Bowl is our big events from a sporting. There, there's nothing bigger. Mm-hmm. It, it, ratings wise, it does unbelievable. So I think a lot of people will still watch. But I do wonder this. I think this is a great Super Bowl matchup to hype. Yet because of the lack of being there in all the shows. Now, again, this might be the world we live in, but all the celebrities pumping up the game and talking the game and the quotes coming from the entertainment world and, you know, inside whatever television. What's that called? Uh, <laughs> inside edition? Entertainment Tonight, Inside Edition. Was it Inside yeah. Edition? Wasn't that like, that wasn't like entertainment, was it? Entertainment Tonight, Inside okay, Edition, yeah, yeah. whatever. I don't okay. know, those kind of shows. Yeah, yeah. Those shows well, would be there, right? Sure, like absolutely. All these other shows would be there. Well, they're not. And so because they're not, what I'm really curious, and the, and the game's on CBS 47 Sunday night. Yeah. I wonder if the ratings will slide a little bit for this year's Super Bowl because I wonder how the hype engine helps so much keep it top of mind. But not only top of mind, like everybody's going to know the Super Bowl's going on. Yeah. But the hype engine is so big for the Super Bowl that it feels like you can't miss out. You're missing something cool. Yeah. But we haven't really had that this year. Like, I don't know if you miss out on the Super Bowl, you feel like you miss something cool. No, for sure. Get my point? N- yeah. Uh, sorry. I'm a little distracted by Inside Edition because you said it, okay? And I try to stop it's you. Inside Edition, not the entertainment stuff? This is what Inside Edition is, sir. Oh, yeah. I don't think Inside Edition. Well, Inside Edition could find themselves in the sports realm, yeah, but yeah, maybe not. They, they, What's the other like entertainment show? They cover show? S- sensational crimes and, <laughs> and they mentioned <laughs> religious cults they've covered oh, before, so, so that's fun. cool. Yeah. Uh, what else? What's the other shows? Entertainment Tonight, uh, ET, I think. Yeah, Entertainment Tonight. Is that it? You're asking the wrong dude when it comes yes, to that stuff. Ask who's. This is his ballpark. This is his wheelhouse. Who's? What other entertainment shows are on? Are you talking about like extra, like hosts? Extra, extra. Yeah, there you go. Got the hey, jingle. Hey, don't worry about it, man. I got it from you. Now it's got like it. TMZ has a show every night. Of course, right? yeah. They're on yeah. Fox 30 right after us, by the way. Are they really? Yeah. You proud of that? <laughs> be honest. Be honest. <laughs> hey, be honest. You proud of that? Nah, not really. Although I go. do find myself watching it. It's oh, on in the studio. That's it's on a shame. In the sports department. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I told a story about TMZ before, right? Where we got into it. Didn't I tell that story? You remember that story, Chris? I vaguely remember it. I don't remember it, so tell it So when I was getting ready to fight Greg Hardy uh, on Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series, TMZ was trying to do a story on me. And, like, I saw, like, the guy men- like the guy Facebook messaged me, one of the guys from TMZ. I don't, I don't know what his name was. I, they're, they're, they're like a brand. Like, everyone knows, like, oh, this is so-and-so oh, from know? TMZ. Yeah, like, popular. What a weird underworld. world. crazy? But anyways, so it turns out that they somehow got my mom's phone number. And they called my mom one day looking for me. 
And my mom said, like, Julie, let him have it. Oh, no, she, no, because she's so nice. You know, like, she's way too nice. But my mom called me. And she's like, hey, just to let you know, TMZ called me. I'm like, nope. Nobody <laughs> calls. My mom gets away with it. Like, you know, unwarranted. <laughs> so they got a hold of my coach then, my, my MMA coach. And they said, hey, can we interview Austin? And in the background, I'm like, tell him no. Like, I'm, I'm done with TMZ. Like, don't call my mom looking for me, thinking it was me in the first place. Like, that crosses the line, in my opinion. So I kind of gave the middle finger to TMZ. That seems a little soft by you. How is Just that soft? Just because they tried to connect with your mom? Yeah. Yeah, d- dude, that's... No, nah, man, don't, don't go after my mom to try to get a hold of me. Like, if you need me, eventually I'll get back to you. But you don't need to go, like, call my mom when she's at work and stuff like that. Like, that to me, that crosses the line. But... <sighs> Yeah, see, and here's, here's what you're thinking about. Oh, well, what about the branding and what about all the publicity and stuff like that? I don't care about that stuff. Like, you I understand if I do trying, it, Go ahead. You're trying to argue this with a guy that just, like, stalked <laughs> Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, 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 I know. I know. Brent's trying to put his resume into him. That's a good point, Coos. <laughs> yeah. I just don't see... Hey, I can't hey, believe... See, see, no, see, I mean... <laughs> hey, by why, the way, it probably wasn't TMZ right Sports. Now, Brent? Brent, why am I upset right now? Because I just tweeted. And what did you tweet? And call me. What did you tweet? (laughs) And and, and did you actually tag a minute? I called TMZ Sports. Yeah. Brent, that's not the brand. Brent just tagged, hey, TMZ Sports, (laughs) don't call HA9. Dude, I don't want to even be on the radar, man. Okay, we'll delete it. I mean, screenshot it now. It's too late. It's Uh, it's in the airwaves. There weren't that many people watching. (laughs) Yeah, it is a Friday. Uh, Whatever, man. I still can't believe that's a little soft of you. I just want How to was tell it soft you. To me? Because your mom handled it fine. It's no, not mom, like they attacked her. They didn't no, like bombard no, her. No, I thought it that was just but, a call looking for Austin Lane to do the story. Yeah. That was it. Listen, but I feel like, um, listen, I'm, I'm very protective of, of my I mean, mom. I'm a mama's, mama's boy. Yeah, she's the best. And, and I'm a giant mama's boy. Don't get it twisted. But when we're talking about ways of getting a hold of me, you don't go to my family or friends to try to do that. Like, if you want to get a hold of me, then get a hold of me. I'll get back to you. But don't call my mom out of the blue when she's at work requesting that she, you know, talks to me to get an interview. Hey, I, I don't care how big of a company you are, TMZ. Because a really good thing when I was looking for a co-host, I didn't call Austin's mom. You better believe it. Hey, hey, him. hey, you better believe it. <laughs> I, I can't get in touch with Austin. He's not answering his phone. Yeah. The number doesn't work anymore. So I look up and Dude, I have a Scandinavia, Wisconsin. I find mom. Yeah. And sorry, just looking for Austin. Nope. Nope, he's never talking to you again. Never talking to you again. <laughs> You're done. No, You're blocked. For the record, <laughs> they, for the record they, they never called me, though. TMZ never called me. They still hey, got my mom's number. That's, I don't a, know. that's odd. That's wild. Yeah. But, hey, you're, you're all about that life now. It's all good, man. Well, I just, I was, I didn't think it was that Say bad. It. I'm just being honest. Say I, it. I, uh, hey, I know you don't think it's bad. I, I think okay? TMZ, like, TMZ called heroes. You can call my mom. They're heroes. <laughs> hey, wait a second. <laughs> this is all starting to make sense right now. Okay? Because we could have been Mom's in Tampa Bay. A book, no, so. this is, hey, I'll tell you right now. All the stars are starting to align, and I'm starting to see the big picture right now. We could have been in Tampa. Now, it, it wouldn't have been good coverage and kind of boring, but we could have been in Tampa. But the fact that TMZ follows your news show. And you're the last thing on the sport. You know, I mean, sports is the last thing, right? Yeah, it is. So you're of trying to get on TMZ because you stalked Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence, all those people for the past week and a half. Why? So you can put that footage out there. TMZ's going to see it when after they come on the air. And all of a sudden, you're getting a group at TMZ. This was a TMZ play the whole time. The fix is in coups, and we are fools for not seeing us soon. There's a lot of money to be made on entertainment tonight. Extra TMZ. Extra, so. extra. You know, I was told this one time. Back uh, when I was in Albany, yeah. they, we worked with like a consultant group, and 
shoot, who is the guy on Entertainment Tonight? Who is the guy? He used to be on SportsCenter or Fox Sports. So he used to do sports. Well, they, yeah. they actually get a lot of sports people to try to be on the entertainment shows. Like, they go there. Yeah, isn't Strahan? Uh, Strahan yeah, does yeah. it now, yeah, right? Yeah. You know why they do it? I was no. told this from a consulting standpoint. This is why they do it. I'm One, because the energy sure, right, in sure. sports people. Yes. And so... They want energy. Yeah. They do the same for morning shows. By the way, a lot of sports guys will go to morning shows if they're making the transition. Mm-hmm. Just have some energy in the morning. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one is they're not in awe of the actors and all those people, mm. you know, because they deal with sports folks a lot. And yeah. so the celebrity. And so they kind of that's what I was told. I don't know how true that is. Hmm. But you do see sports. They cross platform a little bit. Right. Of course. Um, and, and kind of transcend from sports to entertainment. I like that. I mean, that's a good call. I'm sure that's true. Uh, yeah, I, I believe that makes it. makes sense. But I, I could never do that. One, one, I don't know any of it. Right. So yeah. it'd be like me hosting like a music show, <laughs> which would be entertaining in itself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or a movie yeah. show. Yeah. Right. Any hey. country music. Yeah. <laughs> Dinner and a movie with Brent Martin. <laughs> yeah, that would go well. <laughs> uh, let's watch Tommy Boy again. Let's get Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy Roadhouse. <laughs> Aladdin. Hey, no, you have class. You, you've seen Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. So there, there you go, go man. See, that eliminates coups. You can't see, you. see that. See uh, you. But I could never do it for that purpose. But it's so the whole entertainment tonight thing is so phony to me. Dude. I mean, it's just such like I I can't believe it's a world that people really want to see though, right? It's the back pages. Oh, of, I'm sure they make killing like killing uh, ratings. It's unbelievable. Well, let me ask you this though. Speaking of getting Star Trek and all that stuff. Ever have an interview where you just kind of like where you're a little more nervous because it's like, wow, this guy is a heavy hitter. This guy's the real deal. I'm a little nervous right now to do my job and try to be professional. Uh, yeah, I would say there's two. I don't know about I don't know if I was super nervous, but kind of like an anxiety excitement thing. I say that with with Garth Brooks did that thing. Yeah. And so I was like, don't fanboy here now because that's a other than that. I'm not really, I don't, yeah. I'm not a fan of much, but I did. Sure. I mean, I thought the Garth Brooks thing was cool, right? Because yeah, yeah. I, I grew up on that and I like Garth Brooks. Um, but I'll tell you the other one. We're at Birdies for the Brave, TPC Sawgrass. Mm-hmm. This was cool. This was like probably right when I got here, 2009-ish. Uh, it's about 10 years in the biz. So, I mean, I've done some interviews be- with people. But President Clinton Ooh. and uh, Phil Mickelson okay. were a part of that Birdies for Brave kind of promoting it and jacking so the actual like it was one of those small groups where the local media so probably gary smith's the other tv stations there wasn't a lot of folks mm-hmm. um and there were some non-sports people too but it was jack nicholas president clinton that you were like sticking hey, your mic some heavy hitters right in front there. i was like all right don't sound like a dumbass here you know <laughs> i mean i know i don't i didn't go to the ivy league school but you got to be you got to be at least handle yourself somewhat professionally. That's it some felt heavy like. hitters right and there, that felt man. like kind of a high honor kind of question. Nicely done, though. And answer place. Yeah. So, uh, that was a cool one. Yeah. But I, I can't really sit here and say, nah, I don't know if there's any. Yeah. Maybe I just haven't done big enough interview. I guess so, man. You should have some bigger ones, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm out here chasing Blake Bortles. And... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love you, Blake. Yeah. And, but... I mean, at the time, he was a big guy. Yeah. yeah. He's a big, he's a big star. So. Yeah. I got you. I, I don't know. Like, would you even have that moment with somebody? I mean, we've had some folks on here where I've been like, but, ner- I mean, Dana White was pretty cool. I wasn't really nervous though with Dana White. I mean, you know, he's a UFC guy, so I can I can but talk the thing the about game. a guy like Dana White, right? Is you don't know what he's gonna say. So True. He's gonna, like, he un- depends what mood he's in. Yeah, it's more like that stuff. It's not asking the question. It's more like, okay, <laughs> is this going to be? Yeah, are they gonna fly off the handle here? How we? How am you I going to handle that when that happens? Type you, of thing. You know what interview? I was probably the most nervous for it because I knew it was going to go horribly, and it did for me. 
was it was like my third interview I ever did for the show, and it was when we're at the Super Bowl back in Atlanta, and I interviewed the Los Angeles Rams cheerleaders oh, squad. Yeah. Because there was, like, eight of them, and I was in the middle of them. So, first of all, I don't know how, like, the whole process of interviewing eight people at the same time works, but I knew I screwed that up. But, like, I try to, like, you know, I always like to start off with making somebody laugh and kind of lighten the mood a little bit. And I go, Maroon 5, you guys excited? And they're actually, they all go, we're actually excited to be here ourselves, not for Maroon 5. Like, super serious. Like, the cheerleading captain spoke up, and I'm like, all right, well, this interview is going to be the worst. And you know what? It was the worst. Not fun. Well, here's the thing. Awkward. Were you really in the back of your mind thinking, what's Cody going to think of this? Not at all. No? No. Hey, Brent, when I'm in interviewing mode, I'm professional, man. You're locked in. I can't, and with all due respect to my family, which I love love very, very much, I can't mix family with professionalism, Brent. You know? You get in trouble that way. I got you. By the way, the guy I was uh, talking about that's gone to the entertainment side from Sportsside, Kevin Frazier. Sure. All right. Sure. This says he gets paid $500,000 to do entertainment tonight. That's it? I mean, I'll take it, but that's it? You got a year? More than that. I mean, gotta I'm sure he's got endorsements, too, and stuff, right? Or, uh, I don't I know how that works. I would think he'd get paid a lot more than that. Might want to get back into sports, Yeah, but he's Kevin. not really doing that much, though. That doesn't matter. I mean, but, you yeah, see my tweet about Lester Holt? Every single Lester Holt's making tonight, more. They do, like, a 360 camera, like, Tonight, we're going to <laughs> boom, boom, and then boom, they transition to the interview. And then, oh, now we're going over here. Like, he doesn't. Kevin, I love you, but you don't do anything. The beautiful part of that show, it is so formula. Yeah. Right? It's just like plug and play. Yeah. (laughs) Circular shot. Do you you ever do it to the circular shot? Like where you go around? Yeah. We should try that. (laughs) Give me get my best side. Hey, uh, Mina Kimes, coming up next, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 6. Brent Martineau. Never heard of what happened in Iowa yesterday, and I don't even know how to pronounce the name of it. Derecho. Austin Lane. Iowa State Cyclones. You should call them the Derechos. You can shorten it up, call them the Chos. Why not, man? I'm into it. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Welcome back, everybody, to Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Brent Morton, along with former Jags player, current MMA fighter, former Mina Chiefs Kimes, player. Former Chiefs Super player. Bowl Super week. Bowl week. Sorry to get, uh, I didn't get that in. It's all good, Send him a cheeseburger or some barbecue. Let's go. Hey, the only person with more titles than you. Here's our next guest, <laughs> Mina Kimes. And you also have something else in common, by the way. Murray State is what? The Ivy League of... It, 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 no, it's the Public Ivy League. Public Ivy League? It's the Public Ivy League of how, the country. How, it was, not anymore. Anybody who listens to Action Sports Jackson, ESPN 690, they better feel smarter after this week. We had Sarah Spain it. on from Cornell. Yes. Max Kellerman from Columbia. And now Mina Kimes, Yale. It's yeah. Ivy League week. And, of course, you from Murray State. Public, baby. Mina, good to have you on. Make us smarter. Thanks for having me. That's a lot of pressure, but I'll do my best. (laughs) Mita Kimes uh, will be on NFL Live, by the way, today with Laura Rutledge, Marcus Spears, Dan Orlovsky, coming up at 4 o'clock on ESPN NFL Live on the way. All right, everybody's talking about the Super Bowl. We're a couple days away. We asked a question today because I think it's fascinating to look at Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. Who's the better quarterback in this game? Who would you go with? Patrick Mahomes. Easy. Simple as that? No question. Yeah, not easy. You, you can't look at the resume. He's just playing better. You know what? We did a poll question. It's kind of shaking out that way. Uh, is this all about those two guys to you, or is there an underlying storyline that maybe everybody else is missing hyping up this game? Well, you know, I hate quarterback head-to-heads because quarterbacks play defenses. But um, in some ways, I would say it's definitely about Mahomes insofar as 
if it was any other quarterback behind that offensive line, which is backups across the board except for at center, they'd probably lose against a very good Bucks pass rush that doesn't really need to blitz. But Mahomes is the reason why they're favored and the reason why the combination of him, Kelsey, and Hill is really so unstoppable even with shoddy protection. On the other side of the football, I think it's a little bit more complicated and it's really a chess match. It's almost... Steve Spagnuolo, who, as I'm sure you've heard a hundred times, has a winning record against um, Brady, not something you hear every day. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very curious to see what sort of changes he's made versus Week 12, if any, when he blitzed Brady a ton and had a lot of success doing so. In that game, you saw Brady, uh, combined with Leftwich and Arians, make some adjustments as the game went on, particularly with their protection schemes. And I think... You know, that's going to be the key to the game on that side of the football, whether or not the Bucks have learned some of the lessons of Week 12 and, you know, can play more like they did towards the end of the season. Mina, you mentioned Patrick Mahomes and obviously Tom Brady being the GOAT. Like, it seems like right now there's just there's an importance at the quarterback position. And when we talk about Deshaun Watson, whether a team wants to give up four first-round picks or five first-round picks, like there's a premium right now, and teams are probably running to the altar to get their Deshaun Watson. With that being said, though, do you think it's worth it right now in the landscape of the NFL to spend that much on a quarterback? Because I remember a couple years ago, I saw a guy by the name of Nick Foles win a Super Bowl. So do you think, like, the, you know, we're hearing five first-round picks for Deshaun Watson. Do you buy into that narrative, or is that too much? Yeah, I do. I mean, the thing about Nick Foles is he was on, like, an ungodly run. It wasn't like the Eagles carried him to that Super Bowl. He was playing out of his mind for, like, you know, the entire postseason. And then he came back to earth and went back Mm -hmm. to Nick Foles. But it's not like they had substandard quarterback play. It's very, very hard to make it deep into the playoffs unless you have one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. That's just where it is. And you saw the Saints hit a wall because of their quarterback play this year, for example, despite having, I believe, the best defense left in the playoffs. Um, so, you know, if, if, I'm in a, if I'm one of the teams that's actually in a position to get Watson, uh, and that's not – it's complicated by his no-trade clause, I, I pull the trigger. I mean, Jacksonville, we all are, is in an interesting spot because I think that's one of the teams where – Houston would love to do that deal. And it's kind of, they're actually maybe the only team where it's marginal, where you're choosing between Trevor Lawrence and that rookie contract versus Watson, the proven player. And I really think you can make a case either way. But every other team in the NFL, minus like four, should do whatever it takes to get Deshaun Watson. ESPN NFL analyst Mita Collins with us on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. One more football question, and then I don't know where Austin's going to take you here. But who knows? We never know where <laughs> we that goes. go off the but, rails. Hey, uh, this Urban Meyer. Reminds me, this move by the Jags and Shotcon remind me of what Seattle did with Pete Carroll. And I understand Pete Carroll had some NFL experience, but Pete Carroll gets hired. Uh, he hires the GM. It's really Pete Carroll's organization. Uh, do you sense a little bit of a comparison there, and do you think it can work in Jacksonville with Urban? Uh, yeah, the comparison makes sense. The college success, uh, some of the college red flags, quite frankly, share that as well. Um, you know, I think with Jacksonville, to me, actually, there's probably more of a question at the GM position. Uh, Schneider was coming from Green Bay, and, you know, he had a lot of success there. So I think it, it is it was a very successful formula. We've seen that a lot in the NFL. If you can get a head coach and GM on the same page building together, because, of course, in particular with college head coaches, 
um, build team building in NFL is it's a lot it's a lot harder because you're not going into some recruits or living room and trying to convince the mom, you know. So you do really need uh, a front office that can kind of compensate for some of your inexperience there. But Jacksonville, they've got so much ammunition, cap space, draft picks, and and, and they've got such a clear timeline. Um, that makes in some ways a little easier than what Seattle was dealing with because they're so obviously rebuilding. Talking to Mina Kimes of ESPN. All right, Mina, I got a couple quick hitters then, and then we're going to get kind of weird here a little bit. But first question, color commentary for the Rams. How fun was that doing that job, and it's something that you want to pursue maybe further down the line? Uh, It was a blast, and it was also really um, fascinating for me personally because I was calling – John Wolford, the Rams don't play any of their starters, and then he ended up playing a key role <laughs> yeah. for the Rams this season. Jackson so I, I got to – yeah, everybody was like, hey, who's this guy? And I was like, hey, I know. Everyone uh, – I'm the only person on earth who's watched every John Wolford down in the NFL. Um, no, it, it, it was a blast, but I'm, I'm happy where I am on NFL Live. All right, you're a Seattle Seahawks fan. I think you were a Supersonics fan back in the day. You have some ties to Seattle with your father. With that being said, Seattle Kraken. Are we on board with yeah. that team name, or should we go in a different direction? Because I suggested Seattle Grunge, but what are your thoughts? Uh, it's definitely better than the Grunge. I'll oh, say that. Wow. Um, I like. I'm not a hockey person. I'm not gonna front, but I do like the colors that they went with in the logo. It looks pretty cool. I do want one of those hats. I All love. Right. I mean, you just like. He just knocked down Austin Lane because he oh, yeah. loved the grunge. I, I love mean, the grunge. Thought I thought we had so something there. I mean, Kurt Cobain, man, like Seattle's known for grunge music. All right. Third question. Like the grunge? Uh, yeah, okay. I mean, it's hockey. Grunge, you know, like filthy. Like, yeah, I feel like stinky locker room. Stinky, I mean, yeah. I played hockey. I know. It's rough <laughs> there. All right, Mina, the final question. Have you seen the movie Billy Madison? Of course. Okay, fantastic. We're off to a good start here. All right, so by my understanding, you work for Bloomberg and Fortune Magazine for a little bit, correct? That's right, yeah. All right, so if you remember in Billy Madison, there was an academic decathlon. In the last event, they asked a question regarding business and business business ethics. Uh, The antagonist, Eric, answered the question wrong. He kind of stumbled a little bit, freaked out, and he lost, you know, he lost a decathlon, in turn losing the hotel business, and it goes to Billy Madison. I'm going to ask you the question that was asked to Eric, and I want to hear your business answer if you can do any better. Oh, okay? Are you ready for this? I, yeah, I don't remember the question. Well, here uh, we go. Please. I think we have that question right here for you, Mina. The American business environment has fundamentally changed following the insider trading and savings of loan scandals. Explain business ethics and how they are applied today. Uh, well, I, first of all, I'd like to say this is by far the weirdest question I've ever been asked by a local sports radio station. So I, I, I'm impressed. That's really, specializing. I'm actually like pretty blown away, and I get asked some pretty weird stuff. Um, but um, I would say uh, a lack of ethics in business defines the landscape in American capitalism today, and that's certainly something that's playing out at the moment. Not bad. Very good. I I think she got the hotel business. Have I made you guys so dumber and God have mercy on your souls to quote Billy Madison? That's almost impossible to make us dumber, (laughs) quite frankly. Uh, Mina Kimes, NFL analyst from ESPN. Join her today, of course, with Laura Rutledge, Marcus Spears, Dan Orlowski in Tampa. NFL Live on ESPN. It starts at 4 o'clock. It's Monday through Friday at 4 o'clock as well. Mina, thanks for joining us and taking some time. Enjoy the Super Bowl. 
I appreciate it. Bye, guys. See Amanda Kimes on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Really one of the coolest resumes. You know, we oh, yeah. talked to some folks this week. Again, all uh, oh, Ivy Leaguers, by the way. I thought ESPN was like something I could dream about <laughs> as a kid. And now you need an Ivy League resume. I think you need an Ivy League. Hey. <laughs> I'm sitting pretty right now, man. That public Ivy League, I'm telling That's you. unbelievable. Murray State coming through. Uh, it's crazy. It's, I, that does surprise me a little bit. But yeah. uh, a lot of smart people. But cool careers. Like, if you yeah. look back at the folks that we talked to this week, some fascinating careers along the way. Mina Kimes, Sarah Spain, Max Kellerman, who still is with uh, a lot of people knew him initially from boxing, yeah. has now gone all sports with first taking his own radio show on ESPN and uh, still you know, covers boxing, yep. too. So, pretty wild. Listen, what happened to Syracuse? I thought, like, Syracuse was, like, the big journalism school to get <laughs> into ESPN gone. and stuff. Like, Syracuse kind of an afterthought now, uh, huh? Orange who? Yeah, the orange who, man. Exactly. Right, we'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 6. Coach Reed, Eric Bien-Ami, you know, those guys, they've been doing a great job, you know, with the game plan. But, man, what's crazy is Pat, he's been on the roll. Like, um, what's crazy is I haven't seen Pat throw dots like this at practice like he's been throwing crazy dots like like he throw dots but the dots he's been throwing in practice lately has been crazy i ain't even gonna i ain't even gonna count you know so i mean i'm pretty fired up you know so you gotta wait and see man i gotta rub my hands together i'm excited about that i, I think i know go ahead no you go ahead first tyreek hill nope demarcus robinson tyreek hill hill come on i love what he's confident that's my favorite part. That's See, like, that's the only like, reason. Yeah, you're not going to practice. Jags on three. One, two, yeah. three. Jeez. The only reason why I said Demarcus Robinson was I'm reminded of, this might have been last year, when he showed up before a game rocking a Patrick Mahomes Texas Tech jersey oh, like, okay. for like the, his, you know, his outfit. And I'm like, this guy's a big Patrick Mahomes advocator. I figured that sounded like him advocating for Patrick Mahomes. I'm wrong. You know what's interesting about Mahomes and listening to Tyreek Hill talk about him? Yeah. I'm always fascinated when other players are wowed by their peers, you know? That, that, that to me, is like the ultimate compliment. Because I've always said, I say this to you a lot, guys in the building know what good is, whether you want to admit it or not, right? I mean, yeah. you, you always want to feel like you got a chance to win and but you also know what good is. When you're when you were looking at tape back in the day mm-hmm. of Brady, you're like, Oof, we better we Here better we play go. a damn good game. Right. Yeah. Uh you know that's good. So I, I like when players are almost wild. Mm-hmm. Well he just mentioned he's throwing dots in practice. Like doesn't he do that all the time? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean it's by the way, new. is that he was saying dots. Like I would say darts is dots if I'm from where I'm from. But he was not saying darts there. No, he, he was, was saying dots. Dots, dots right? yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, I think so. I just wanted to make sure. It yeah. comes out the same well, for me either way. Well, hang on. <laughs> darts, dots, or dots. Like, it's the same thing. That's that Rhode Island coming up. Where, where's where's Tyreek Hill from? Not Rhode Island. <laughs> I don't know where he's from, though. That'd be, I mean, that would be like, that would be your claim to play. What is your claim? Like, who's the biggest person Rocco out of Rhode Baldelli. Island? Never heard of him. Uh, he's from... Alabama. One second, please. Oh, he's from Florida. He is? Lauder Hill, Florida. You know where Lauder Hill is? Lauder Hill? Lauder Hill, Florida. No. Okay. No. I mean, that's where he's from. I'm going to guess it's near Fort Lauderdale I, just because. I, I, like, I don't that would know be what my you guess want me to tell was... you. It's in Broward County. Okay. So yeah. So by there. Down that way. Um, kind of by oh, Broward County. It's pretty big. <laughs> okay. It's between Lauderdale ah, there we go. and Plantation. Okay. Okay. 
Uh, makes some sense. Yeah, right between uh, Pompano Beach and Fort Lauderdale. There you go. So, so here's my question yeah. to you: If this guy has been unreal, Tyreek Hill or Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes? Okay, both of them, kind of. And and listen, I do think there's like this perfect marriage right now where he's fantastic, but so are they, right? I mean, got the this crazy, you know, amount of uh, weapons. Yeah, he's got this coach that is really just. He's learned all the lessons he needed to learn. He doesn't care what you think anymore, mm-hmm. and he's just clicking, right? He's pushing every button the right way. All and the stars are aligned here, Brent. They really yes. are, and, and so I don't say that to take away from Mahomes. I still think there's a brilliance about him, mm-hmm. but this is like Tom Brady in that undefeated Randy Moss season with Belichick and everything else going on. Yes. Like, it feels like that, but, like, now for multiple years. Sure. You know? That's yeah, what yeah. it kind of feels like. Like, Brady hasn't always... They, they used to have the good defense. Then Brady got good, and now Brady had to carry him and throw for 400 and something yards in a game to win. Mm-hmm. Well, that year, I know they didn't win, but you know what I'm talking about. Like, it was like they had everything, and so much so people ask, how didn't they win? Mm-hmm. How didn't they go undefeated? Thanks to the Giants and Tom Coughlin. So if he's saying, wow, he looks better in practice than he's looked all year, my question is, how much better can Patrick Mahomes really get? And, and what you're going to tell me is like, well, listen, you can always get better. There's these intricacies from the position when you're an NFL guy. You're going to get that little 1% better or here or here every day. But I'm talking from our point of view, you know, like from the casual point of view, what the heck else can he do but, other than keep winning to get better? See, you no, know, Brennan, but come on, don't. Don't buy into this Tyreek Hill narrative right now. Like you, you, I don't you, think it's you, just you, you, a Tyreek narrative. Okay, I got you. But like you're overanalyzing this whole thing like big time. Like, listen, it's Super Bowl week right now. Obviously, there is a, a certain amount of hype that you have to bring to an interview and bring to the table. But to me, it's like an MMA. Like, say I have the fight of my life coming up. And they go to my gym and they ask my teammate, well, how's Austin looking training camp? Yeah. What are they going to say? Well, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll be honest with you. I've seen better. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be yeah. honest with you. I'm not feeling pretty confident right now. Yeah. Like, of course, They'll say like, it after the fight. Exactly. Like, his, but th- that's not my point. He's not. Uh, I, I actually started. I think typing the question on Twitter before I even heard the soundbite. Okay. Okay. So my my point being is he he seems to be at the top of his game at 25 years old. Like, I have a hard time envisioning him playing better football. It's my like. Can he get better? I think all you're asking is can he sustain? Right. You don't even. You just want to sustain this level of play yeah. for. Five years, 10 years, 15 years at his position. Mm-hmm. You know, Brady, Russell Wilson, these kind of players have evolved to get better, like a lot better. Mm-hmm. And and you saw that. Like, we could see that. Tom Brady won a Super Bowl in his second year. He threw for 145 yards. <laughs> threw for 145 yards. I mean, then he went through for 280 and 330 and four something. Heck, he lost the Super Bowl throwing for 500. Russell Wilson had a defense and, and running backs to help him along the way. And it was like, hey, Russ, doing a great job, man. Yeah. You're doing better than we even thought. And then all of a sudden, it's Russell Wilson running circles around people, yeah. throwing the deep all ball, of a sudden he got throwing the keys for 5,000 yards, you know, MVP mm-hmm. candidate. That's what happens. Well, this guy's already doing all that. Mm-hmm. Like right now, he's doing that. He's throwing for a m- million yards. Mm-hmm. He's running around making people look silly. He's throwing no look pra- passes, and he's winning and winning big. Mm-hmm. I don't see like I-, I feel like he's at the ceiling, and the ceiling is a pretty cool place to be. And again, I'm just saying, hey, Patrick Mahomes, just stay there for the next ten or fifteen years, and you're unbelievable. Yeah. I just don't know if he can get any better. I mean, it's it's really hard to conceive that notion. Because you talk about Patrick Mahomes at his ceiling, but you also have Travis Kelsey at his ceiling right now. You have Tyreek Hill, I feel like, pretty close to your ceiling. 
So, like, that helps. You know, like, to me, like, you know, sometimes, depending on your quarterback, but receivers can have up and down years, Brent, right? Like, and regardless, Tyree Kill, you know, he got in some of that trouble. Um, he's had a couple injuries. But, like, this year when they need him to be big, he's been big. Travis Kelsey, I'm not sure the numbers off the top of my head, but I feel like this is probably his best year. I don't know. I think like, it is. Now, maybe I, I'm wrong. I, I know. I think he has. But I, I saw him catch over 10, you know, balls against Buffalo. I think regular season and play. I think I saw a tweet today. Regular season and playoff yardage combined, mm-hmm. this is best of all time. And he's like number three and four on the list, too, the past couple of seasons. Sure. So there you go. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Um, exactly. So you have a lot of guys right now in that offense playing at a very elite level, let's just call it. So I guess to answer your question, like, can Patrick Mahomes, I guess, shatter that glass ceiling and go even higher? What is that going to look like? You know, I mean, honestly, like, I, but I, I don't I can't think he can. That. Like, I, I don't, don't think, think he so can either. He's going to go backwards well, and, and, no. and not necessarily as a performer himself. His team will not be like this for 15 years. We're going to get to a stage in four years where they can't afford to keep anybody. Travis Kelsey's now 35, 36 years old. He's too old. Tyreek Hill hurts yeah. his leg or something. Can't run 4.00, 40, yeah. <laughs> whatever it is. And, and they're just not going to be as good. Andy Reid's going to retire. And it's going to look like for him that he set the bar so dang high that he's actually backslapping. Sliding a little bit, like we will have those discussions because we're morons in our possibly, in our yeah. world sometimes. But, but but listen, possibly that's the case, or else it's the case like Aaron Rodgers, where he's such a great quarterback that everybody around him gets elevated. Yeah. Okay. I mean, th- that could very well happen. That with could Patrick be the Mahomes. next level. Can we see him? That's do the next that? level. I'm not saying he's not making these guys better, but let's be honest, these guys are already pretty darn good. They're good. So can he take an Aaron Rodgers-like team? Yeah. And can he elevate him? That's a fair point. Yeah, for sure. And I think, listen. I think the numbers will eventually go down just because, given the circumstances right now at the running back position for the Kansas City Chiefs. If you recall back to, I think it was opening night, week one, um, Houston, Kansas City, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was like on the scene. I think he had two touchdowns, like the guy was running yes. all over people. It's like, yes. well, great. So now they have Patrick Mahomes, yeah. these wide receivers, Travis Kelsey, and now they got a running game. How are you going to stop that? Well, then Clyde Edwards-Hilaire kind of took a backseat a little bit. He had an injury. And the running game, I'm like, while it was okay, it's not ideal. So so they had to rely on Patrick Mahomes a lot more. I think going forward, what Andy Reid would like to see is more of a balanced attack, as crazy as that sounds, and getting Clyde Edwards-Hilaire or somebody else and then the groove where it's like, we can pound the rock if we have to when need be. They have an interesting dilemma. They have now run their stuff. For the, and I'm not saying it hasn't changed at all, but they have run their stuff. They have been who they are for three years, and nobody can catch up. And so you have to be very careful to not outsmart yourself. You have to wait for people to catch up before you evolve. Why change? Don't change. Yeah, don't I, change. Think, see, I think Seattle messed that up this year. Seattle said, we're not running the ball well enough. We're not playing defense well enough. Well, what they did is they kind of pulled back their offense to cater to the running game. Their defense did play better. Yeah, then no, all of a right. sudden, they got out of sync and couldn't score. They took the ball out of Russell Wilson's hands no, as sure. much. No, for sure. But to be fair with Seattle, though, is they were going away from who their identity wanted to be. And Pete Carroll tried to put a cap on that. Now, should he have done that? Probably not, because in retrospect, you had a lot more success um, and a lot more wins when you passed the ball, you know, 40 times, 50 times a game. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I think Pete Carroll felt like, listen, guys, it's getting a little out of hand right now. Our defense needs help. This is not who I want to be going forward, and he put a cap on it. Hey, this is either going to work or it's not. Prop bets for an hour coming up. The next hour, prop bets. Oh, oh and, a, and, happy and, Friday, everybody. and a little James Robinson interview, too. Okay. It's on the way. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. 
sick of being upsold at gyms. My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.